shawty, shawty blew my phone, that's corny, that's a no-no. All right. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Barbershop.com. This is the podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studio here in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. All right, that is our intro. And yes, indeed, as usual, Casey, what we do, whatever you talked about in the shop on Saturday, we talk about it today on our podcast. And, and we talked about some things in the shop this past Saturday. <laughs> yeah, as usual. You know, but I have to say that uh, um, uh, I still appreciate people coming out to the shop because it was a cold day. It was actually snow on Saturday mm-hmm. in the shop. And uh, uh, I, I didn't think people were going to show up because of the snow. But however, people did show up at the shop. So they showed up and show out like they say at church. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a uh, um, now Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth is a, is a character. Now, if, if you don't know Elizabeth because you don't come in 421, she bring in her son, who is Aaron. I think Aaron's about maybe 12. Or, he's a freshman in high school. How old is that? About now? 14. All right. He's about 14. And so Elizabeth was talking about uh, she quit her job. And and she was proud of it and, and enthusiastic about it. <laughs> Very enthusiastic <laughs> about it. You know, it's amazing how the younger generation quit their job compared to our generation. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're a little bit older. And I, and I do remember when we used to quit our job, we give them a, what they call a two-weeks notice. Right. I mean, if you, you told somebody back then, you know, man, I'm thinking about quitting this job. They said, you make sure you give them a two-week notice. <laughs> You yes, know. right. <laughs> like, like that, that was, was a requirement of two weeks' notice. Yeah. Plus, another thing that we used to do is that we had a backup plan. We didn't quit our job until we had another job. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this generation, when they quit, they quit and yeah. they go out in style. Yeah. And uh, so, tell me about Miss Elizabeth, who actually recorded herself quitting her job. That's right. Now, that was amazing because she knew the day that she was going to quit. So she set up cameras in Walmart. <laughs> said, I'm going to record the whole. So you, you just have to hear this. This is totally amazing. Attention, Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendance policy is bullshit. We are treated for management. <laughs> and customers poorly every day. Whenever we have a problem with it, we're told that we're replaceable. I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats their elderly associates like shit. To Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. Greta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Kamonique, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. 
fuck management and fuck this job. I quit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, that's Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a difference in approach uh, from our day to these young people today. It's a big time different approach. <laughs> I mean, they call it out everybody. I actually like their approach better, J-Rod. You know, <laughs> and I actually think that uh, um, uh, society has finally got to this point because there was a time that, uh, like when she was talking about management sucked and they didn't talk to them properly, there was a time that employees would allow the employer to get away with that type of behavior. Now, uh, the younger generation, my opinion, opinion is demanding more yeah. because they demanded a higher wage. The, 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 the companies was pushed to say, hey, we're going to go bankrupt if we raise the minimum wage. We can't do it. And they didn't do it. And the young folks said, then fine, I quit. Mm -hmm. And then it became a labor shortage. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the wages start going up. And what's so ironic? So when people were asking for an increase, a modest increase in the minimum wage, there was this big pushback by all these businesses. No, no, no. And certain political leaders, right? Mm -hmm. They couldn't even pass national legislation to, to give a modest increase to the minimum wage. So workers said, then we're not going to work there. At these That's jobs. right. That's what they said. Now, the wages they're paying for those jobs is a lot more than the modest increase that they were asking for to begin with. So they kind of got their just desserts. Yeah, I think you have to write. And, and kudos to you, young folks. Now, I don't agree with all your methods. But, <laughs> <laughs> but however, if this is effective for you, then you just go I for like it. Elizabeth's method. <laughs> well, that was that was a way to exit stage <laughs> left, right? <laughs> now, now, speaking of Elizabeth and, and her crazy method of um, leaving, do, do you remember that guy that came in the shop uh, that was talking about Casey, you have to remember this dude. He was talking about that black people came from a planet. It was, it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was dropped off here. <laughs> <laughs> was that a crazy conversation? Yeah, and I kept waiting to see whose chair was he going to sit in because I know y'all was nervous, like, I hope I don't get this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that that guy was something else. You know, um, I, 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 just, did, I just didn't get it. I'm going to see if I can... Uh, we do just for the people who know our listeners know we do have a a, a video in the barbershop to tape conversations and so we ask for people permission to put it on the podcast right. and we ask for this permit this guy permission right because he was avid with his story. and it's to ensure that we bring that flavor of the shop directly to you absolutely so you got to hear this guy wouldn't that be great if aliens came to this planet and they were black? <laughs> and they got here and they were like, yo, we so happy we found this planet because we left all these black people here, came to get them, bring them back home to their home planet. Planet black, black. <laughs> but you pronounce it black, black. <laughs> all the black people over here be like, yeah, we want to go back home to the planet black, black. <laughs> Go to Africa and talk to the Africans, and the Africans are like, come come on, I see it. We are going to come as well. No more black people on the planet. 
fat white girls be crying. Oh, no. Get off of me. Deontay. Today in sports, the New York Knicks beat the Boston Celtics 15-13. And in tragic sporting news, there will be no NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, the world would change without the black folks. No, no doubt. But that was that was kind of crazy talking about the uh, the planet. They left all the black planet folks black black. Yeah, probably the black black. I tell you what, he he give me some video of what it's like. I might jump on that ship, Jay Rod. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to jump on the ship. You really don't. You really beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> you need to cut that out. You need to cut that out. Hey. Oh, they got the ribs. They got the barbecue chicken. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> well, if they have some sweet potato pie, maybe I get on that ship too, because I do like some sweet potato pie and cabbage. So oh. if they have some soul food, then I then I'm down. I'm going to whatever that black black planet is. <laughs> That's crazy. That is so crazy. You know, I'm going to switch gears on you because there is one other topic that I want to to kind of bring up here. All right. And uh, uh, do you remember? When you was in grade school, you know, because you went to Short Ridge, and Short Ridge was uh was Superior a dominant school. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that, <laughs> but I think it was a majority African American school, wasn't it? Yes, it was. All right, and the same as Tech. So now there was a couple of clues at Tech High School, and you could speak for Short Ridge because I know you guys had some violence as well, but maybe not as much as Tech. But you can tell when a sister is getting ready to throw down when they get ready to fight. Oh, there are warning signs. There, there are warning <laughs> signs. <laughs> So, and if you don't peep them, you you about to get clocked. Right. <laughs> Even if you wasn't in the confrontation. <laughs> That's right. You better step back. Uh, and I'm just going to talk about a, a couple of those warnings, right? Because uh, I know at Tech High School, when some females get ready to fight, when they say, hold this, right? <laughs> that was the first clue. But when they pull out the Vaseline out of their purse, it's gonna be a 12 rounder. <laughs> it's gonna go down. Now, now was there any any, any science like that at, at Short Ridge at all? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, can you say can you name a few? Okay, I'll do a couple. Uh the, the first one is, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. That, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going back to tech now. I'm going to throw one tech out there. Touch me. Just touch me. Just go ahead and touch me. Yeah. <laughs> Take it closer, closer. Touch me. Touch me. I dare you. Just touch me. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting ready to go down if you touch her. If you touch her. Oh, my goodness. Well, the reason I brought that up because the guy was talking about that in the barbershop. He was talking about, uh, uh, he was talking about sisters. You know mm -hmm. about about and he he did talk about one of their warning signs about these great fight. Now before I play this guy's video, was there any other short ridge that you could think of? Uh, well, none that I can say on it. Okay, all right, fair, <laughs> yeah. enough, fair enough. Well, let's listen to this guy. It was pretty good. If you make a black woman so upset with you for whatever bullshit you're doing, and she pulls her earring off and goes, "What?" Just go, nothing, 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 <laughs> and you run. And you find shelter. And may I suggest a body of water. <laughs> Some of you are going to be pretty surprised by this next part. Because a lot of you think I think black people don't swim. 
And that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. You can't think an entire group of people doesn't do one thing. I know black people swim. I've seen black people swim. What I have never seen, and no one has, is a black woman that just got her hair done, get it wet on purpose. <laughs> a black woman will follow you into a body of water, but just up to her hair. And then she'll be like, ah, nope, and back it on out. I saw a black lady leave a hair salon one time, started raining on her hair, and she looked up into the sky and she goes, no. And it stopped raining. Still think Jesus is white? No. <laughs> you know, being a master barber, I can almost attest to that. Because I can't tell you, on, on rainy days, no females get their hair done. And it's a major reduction when it comes to the males. So it goes both ways. It is a very slow day in the barbershop on a rainy day. Yeah, because you could get that fresh cut. But once that rain hit it, you know, the hair going to curl up a little bit more. And it'd be like, I mean, you got a line, but it looked like it's been a couple of days since you had that cut. You sure you just left the shop? <laughs> I guess. But it is, it is guaranteed a bad day for the barber when it is raining. Now, I can understand the heavy rain, but when it sprinkles <laughs> or misting rain, it's the same outcome. It's just a very bad day. Because our hair is going to absorb all that moisture. We got naturally dry hair. So when that moisture is out there, we sucking it all in, and it just draws that hair on in. <laughs> like a sponge. <laughs> all right, hey, I think we're going to pause here, and I just take this time to recognize our sponsor. So let's go ahead and do that now. Hey. It's a party out in my head. All right, this is a spot in our podcast that we stop to recognize our sponsor. That's right. We like to recognize King Cat, the owner of Out the Way Studios. He has several organizations under his umbrella. However, the one that he is most proud of is his custom made t shirts. That's right. If you want any of his service or want to find out some information about what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at keencap317 at gmail.com. And we have to introduce our second sponsor. That is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. If you want good things to happen to your hair, come in and check out our master barbers at 421 Barbershop. All righty. Hey, you know something, Casey? That reminds me. Because yeah. I know that you went to an event uh, this weekend because you did. Your, you had your hair done and you came yeah. in for this special cut. So I, I tighten you up. Yeah. And, and I got to let our, our listeners know that I asked Casey uh, to take a picture when you get there. Because I'm going to use this haircut as advertisement in the barbershop. And I do have to say, when he sent me that picture, this brother was sharp. I mean, he was dressed to the T. He had this pinstripe, uh, navy blue or black suit looking super cool. So I do have to say, Casey, where did you get that suit? Uh, actually, I got that suit from, uh, from an online business that's operating here out of Indianapolis. Uh, the brother got this business called Just Suits, and their motto is, it's time to measure up. And boy, I was measured up. <laughs> you certainly was. You look pretty good. 
So are they online? How, if I want something from there, how do I get a hold of them? Okay, you can go to their web address, which is jsindy.com. And when you visit that web address, you can uh, get all the contact info and, and see all the uh, the wares they have. But they have tuxedos and suits uh, that you can rent or purchase. Wow, they got a company they can, you can rent there or purchase. Wow, that's pretty cool. Now, I, I will have to say now, hopefully that they get some pub because, uh, you know, doing the high school, when we was in high school, there's a whole lot of places you can rent tux and suits. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if that's if that's so popular today. But it's nice to know that they still have options here in its own line, which, yes. uh, uh, which is very uh, convenient. And, and I'm not knocking the other places because, you know, we rented our prom suits from these other places, all right? But uh, this place has a lot more flavor, if you know what I mean. Okay, all right. Okay, because we like flavor. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we, we're going to go and, and, and move on. Uh, I got to get your input because I got some say-say. I, so, I got a little things to say about this, and I know you do too. As much as we love Herschel Walker as a football player, we cannot stand, at least I'm speaking for myself, I cannot stand him as a candidate for Senate. I just think this guy is totally unqualified. Yeah, see, this is what happens when you didn't have that concussion protocol back in the day, <laughs> and they just left you out there and keep getting hit, hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, I think you got hit in the head one too many times. Uh, ten. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, and also, if you mix that on a little bit of uh, uh, multi-personalities along with that, you get the candidate that you get to. The thing to get me is that I don't know if he rehearsed anything he says, anything. Because every time he's talking, it just don't make any sense. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> either, either he doesn't rehearse it or he can't retain all the information properly. Uh, it's one or the other. You know what candidate he reminds me of? Do you remember Salem, uh, what's her name, Palin? The, uh, oh, Sarah Palin. Sarah, Sarah Palin it, it, from Alaska. <laughs> he reminds me of her, but, but 10 times worse. Ten times. Listen to this. Listen to what he was talking about on this statement. And this was actually on national TV. Do you know we're the greatest country in the United States and the world because we have the United States military? The greatest country in the United States and what in the <laughs> heck was that? Now, accurate. Actually, he's accurate. It don't make a lot of sense, but he's accurate. Okay. We are the greatest country in the United, United States because <laughs> we are the United States. There's only one country in the United States. <laughs> and that's the United States. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I got to listen to that one more time because that just didn't make any sense to me. Do you know we're the greatest country in the United States and the world because we have the United States military? <laughs> greatest country in the United States and What the heck? <laughs> I mean, why? Why, Herschel? Why? <laughs> that is, he, that... he ain't qualified to be on the PTA, uh, PTO or PTA uh, committee, let alone to be a senator for the United States. Oh, my. You know, so I think you got a good point there. I, I, this, this man should not, should not, should not be a candidate. <laughs> but apparently, we got a lot of people who agree with us as well. That is ridiculous, you know. But that brings me up to another topic. Mm -hmm. You know, there there was supposed to be this big big announcement made this week by our former President Trump. So how do you think that went? 
<laughs> uh, it did exactly what I thought it was going to do. It, what is that? It split the damn Republican Party. <laughs> and it took this announcement. Um, they was hoping he would just fade away, which you should know he's not. Yeah, he's he's not. But before we get into some of those details, I, I just want you to hear this report about how his announcement went. Before he gave his 2024 presidential campaign announcement speech, the former President Trump had declared his hope that it would be, quote, one of the most important days in the history of our country. Last night, though, Fox News appeared not to share that assessment. Rather, they kept cutting away from it over and over again. Remember I sent to Angela? Remember Angela? Do you remember Angela? Nobody's remembering her now. Angela right, Merkel, just joining us, here. President Trump in Mar-a-Lago announcing his 2024 presidential run. Uh, we're going to go back to the speech in just a minute. And as Sean said, President Trump continues to speak. He spoke uh, now almost for about 57 minutes or so. Uh, 2024 is off and running. We're going to dip back in and see what he's still saying. Billy the Kid got almost done. <laughs> Jesse James, no. Eric Trump got more subpoenas. Now we're going to go back to former President Trump when news warrants. Um, I guess news never warranted because Fox never actually did cut back to the former twice impeached insurrectionist former president. Trump's announcement speech was so long that crowds reportedly started forming at the exits in the back of the room while Trump was speaking, although security had already told everyone that no one could leave before the president made his own exit. Now, that detail about folks trying to leave, which was originally reported by ABC News, that detail on its own would be one thing. But look who ran with it. Conservative outlets like the Washington Examiner made headlines out of it, mocking the president they used to adore. It was actually kind of shocking this morning to see how many conservative outlets dunked on and downplayed Trump's speech. He was the front page of the Murdoch-owned New York Post today, referring to Trump's declaration that he's running for president of the United States as just, quote, Florida man makes announcement. A story, by the way, that was buried deep in the paper on page 26. Here's the editorial board response from the conservative National Review. The headline simply reads, no, with a period after it. It's pretty amazing watching the same conservative media that fawned over Trump's every move for the past six years turn on him. But it's even more amazing that they're not alone. Today, Axios reported that GOP megadonor Stephen Schwarzman, one of the co-founders of the private equity firm Blackstone, has ditched Trump. Quote, it's time for the Republican Party to turn to a new generation of leaders. And then tonight, CNBC reported that another GOP megadonor, Ronald Lauder, heir to the Estee Lauder fortune, he too has ditched Trump. That makes three GOP megadonors dropping Trump in the past two weeks. As for the former president's support within the leadership of the Republican Party itself, Today was a rough day for Trump. It's a free country. The president's entitled to announce his intentions uh, whenever he desires. But uh, I honestly believe uh, that uh, we'll have better choices come 2024. You know, I, I don't think anybody better could choices have, than Donald Trump. Uh, I do. The way I'm going to go into this presidential primary season is to stay out of it. I don't have uh, a dog in that fight. I don't have a dog in that fight. The leader of the Republicans in the Senate saying he doesn't have a dog in the fight of the leadership of his own party and Trump's own former vice president endorsing hypothetical candidates that have not even announced uh, 
that they're running over. Now that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, now you know for a fact that he's going to have a very hard time, especially when you have your donor, your major, major billionaire donors, is not supporting you at all. And yeah. I, I think you got a point when you said he's splitting the ticket. Yes. Uh, so we'll see how the the party actually fully splits. We know he has his um, mega supporters, uh, the ones that are the hardcore. You know, we we'll, we believe anything Trump says even though we know it's a lie, people. <laughs> so he, we know he still has those, but will that be enough to sustain him for an extended run? But I think the real turning point, the, the come to Jesus moment for these Republicans was the fact that they lost three straight elections with Trump as the leader of their party. Yeah, that, that was a major blow. And uh, uh, I, I want to I add to that too, that would contribute to it, because it was more than... Uh, uh, one thing that made it happen. There were several mm-hmm. things that came together to make this thing happen. And one of us, I think, is the fine job of the January 6th committee. Absolutely. By exposing the whole plan and showing that Trump was behind the entire plan. And there was no longer where you can make up your own narrative. You could make up your own speculation. You can think. You can talk about gospel. They put it out there. This is what happened, and the people who was involved was the one who was telling you. Right, and I think what what really what they really did was they didn't just expose Trump; they exposed the Republican leadership. I agree because you know everybody knew Trump was behind. Yep, everybody knew that, yeah, right? But right. they could say, "Hey, there ain't no proof." We can say, "We don't know." We, you know, we, you know, it's speculation. We don't know. We think other people, but once it got exposed. They no longer could say that. They couldn't hide behind that. I agree. There was a lot of crybabies when it got exposed. I tell you, they was crying their butts off. Mitch <laughs> <It's> McConnell, shut up. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a very, very telling, um, telling, telling event. I think that yeah. the January 6th did a fine job. Right. And, you know, Trump is not going to go away quietly for two reasons. Okay. The first is that's not his personality. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, he's already the dirtiest, nastiest politician in the game. But as it gets rougher for him, he's going to get even lower. But the other reason why he can't afford to give up this run is because he thinks that's going to protect him from being indicted. And, you know, he's facing several uh, criminal investigations that are reaching their conclusion. Uh, from several places. Yeah, you know, that's that's a good point. Uh, and it always seems to me that timing is critical. Now, if he's going into this um, this race thinking that he's going to be protected, I think he's going to fall far short. Far short. Uh, far short. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to fall short because uh, I don't think that's a strategy he can count on. I, I think, you know, yes, I agree that Donald Trump is a gangster. But I think his time is up. Oh, no doubt. And uh, the Republicans are finally going to call his bluff. You see, for the first time, several conservative outlets uh, all attacking him or, or, or suggesting that he should uh, take a lesser role. And uh, you see several prominent Republicans 
speaking out against him, which they wouldn't do before. They all told the line. You know, there might be one or two outliers, mm-hmm. and that was it. And they and they got crushed. But now you you know it's more of a unified voice of uh, a lot of these leading Republicans uh, standing up against. Them. Yeah, I, I think you're so right. It, it's it's one thing when you have just a handful of people that's trying to say that you shouldn't be the the nominee or we're not supporting you. But it seemed like it's quite a bit, and there's some heavy hitters in the party that telling him he needs to sit down. But I do have to say this, J-Rod. I'm really looking forward to the Republican primary. I think it's going to be a season like no other. (laughs) (laughs) I think you got a very good point there. (laughs) You know, I I think you got a very good point. But uh, I got also got a feeling that Donald Trump is going to, his rallies are not going to be the same. Oh, no doubt. Uh, it, it might only be baby know-it-all at the, at the rally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever you say, don't say that. I heard you. Get up. Get off of Trump. Look, baby know-it-all, I don't know how Arthur let you in, but you got to go. We're going to go ahead and, and, and close our, our uh, podcast with Baby Know-It-All. Here he is. He's knocking on the window. <laughs> Baby Know-It-All, get down. You're going to hurt yourself. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe. Be wise and be loved. And we say, go mob. I bad bitch. Money count on. Cash on me. Shotty blew my phone. That's corny. That's a no-no. I'm trying to hustle. 